0: If we look at the Caribbean in general, uh, I remember speaking to someone else in the citizenship space, but this was like last year, year before, and they were talking about them getting most of their clients from Asia, as opposed to, let's say, North America. Is from I mean, of course, this is not statistics or whatever. It is anecdotal. So, anecdotally, are you seeing a shift in the demand patterns from Asia towards Europe and North America, or is it still pretty much spread out? Or what are you
1: seeing? So, it, it, it is a statistical thing. Also, um, okay. historically, yeah. Um, yeah. I say it has been about seventy percent of the market for citizenship by investment in 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 the Caribbean and in general, you know, immigration programs have been dominated by china uh wow. the past year and the advent of covid we've seen a dramatic shift in that mm-hmm. um previously the us was almost a non-existent market and you would say uh, north america in general europe it was for a very select group of people in those countries looking for very specific reasons yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would process, you know, the minority of applications from North America and Europe and the majority from Asia and the Middle East. Hmm. So what we've seen with the advent of COVID was the demand from Asia has declined.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: demand from the Middle East has remained fairly steady, but the demand from America has dramatically increased. The demand. Wow mainland usa has really um, you know become now a new market it's, it's mm. a market that has grown extremely quickly um mm. and has something that caught many people by surprise but i think it was mm. a favorable combination of factors you know there were some political issues uh, people worried about what which way the election would go there were mm-hmm. issues about, um, you know, the pandemic, how things would go, the pandemic, there were issues surrounding where Americans could travel. I, I, I feel mm. what I've heard from many of my clients is that that image of American invincibility when it came to their passport has been cracked a little bit uh, because they found mm-hmm. during the pandemic that at one point their, their passport could, was, was not much better than most of the worst passports in the world right now. they were very limited mm-hmm. in where they could use it. So, they realize that even uh, even their passport, there are circumstances that would cause them to lose that, that mobility that they enjoy, that freedom of travel, that freedom of choice of movement. So, mm-hmm. they look strongly into getting that for. So, those who fall under um, that, that type of client we discussed about being the more yeah. insurance type client that just, mm-hmm. hey, I want to have this for what could happen in the future. And we mm-hmm. see a more of these clients coming out of the U.S. And wow. it that the, um, With that increase, there's also been an increase in education of mm-hmm. the U.S. public of these programs before mm-hmm. there was any demand. There was very little marketing going on in the U.S. and, and, and public uh, discussion of these programs. Mm-hmm. But now, It's come to the fore. There's a lot more uh, talk about it. People understand it and understand the benefit to themselves, to the countries, Mm -hmm. and it is a viable option. So there has been a big um, shift in in Mm. that America has not become the largest market, but it's the largest emerging market in uh, Mm. programs. Okay. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment below. Our books and upcoming events are available at htj.text. Email us at help at to engage us to advise on international tax or business matters.